Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug with X Williams and my boy Ish. What's up? What's up? Of course, if you are tuning in on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast so more people can check it out. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page at the Sports Plug. And of course, if you are tuning in on Twitch, please make sure you check out our broadcast on Twitch as well at the Sports Plug. Alrighty then, last time you guys tuned in, we did our 2020-2021 season recap. And like we stated in our last episode, we said there would be some things that happened in the offseason. We just didn't know it happened this, this quickly, this turnaround like that. And apparently Mr. J.J. Watt, you know, he decided to go ahead and announce who he was going to join with. And um, it, it, it shocked a lot of different people. And before we talk about that let's go ahead and let people know that this is the start of making sure you get your free chicken tender basket from seven spice it is going on from march 1st to march 7th go ahead and go into your local houston area seven spice restaurant and let them know that you're getting a free chicken tender basket on the sports plug all you have to do is tag seven spice and also the sports plug and instagram and or facebook to get your free chicken tender basket all righty then. So, like I said, let's go ahead and get right into the topic at hand. J.J. Watt signs with the Arizona Cardinals. I know, of course, it shocked a lot of people out here in the sports world. But to be completely honest, I know it sounds weird, but it might make sense for the for the reasons that I'm about to lay out. And Ish, I want to throw it to you when it comes to how you feel about this before I get into my spill. Um, how I feel about it, I was uh, I was a little surprised. Not necessarily about Arizona. I mean, it wasn't a team that was on my radar, but I wasn't surprised when it was announced. I could see reasons why he would want to go there. Um, they have the 13th best defense in the league. They were fourth in sacks with 48 sacks this past season. Um, so, I mean, he's going somewhere where they have a pretty good defense already. They are really good as far as um, getting pressure on the quarterback. So you would think if he goes there, it only makes that even better. Um, the problem that I have with this is that he's going to a division that is by far the strongest division in football right now. Um, this just makes it even worse. If you're any of the other quarterbacks in the um, in that division, you do not want to have to play the Cardinals. And now you're playing this defense that already was fourth in the league in sacks with J.J. Watt twice a year. Uh, Russell Wilson, yeah, go ahead, get up out of Seattle as quickly as possible. Um, the part that surprised me, getting back to this deal, the part that surprised me is the $23 million guaranteed. Uh, I did not think he was going to get that much guaranteed money um, in his deal. I thought that he was going, you know, he was going to get a decent sized deal, but I didn't think he was going to get, um, you know, 23 million guaranteed. So um, it is interesting to see that they were willing to go out there, give him 23 million guaranteed, 31 uh, million total. Uh, but, you know, of course, the rest of that is not guaranteed money. So he's going to have to play for that. And who knows? He could be cut at the end of the season. 
It could be, but um, I highly doubt that. You know, it's only a two-year deal. You know, of course, he'll have his Tom Brady deal when it comes to, you know, you play your first year. We'll see what happens after that. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's just very interesting that he was a, he was able, not a lot, I'm sorry, he was able to obtain $23 million guaranteed out of the $31 million that he's getting over the next two years. That's great agent work. That is great agent work. Great agent you work. can't be mad at JJ. You got to be mad at the agent because whatever the agent did or said or whatever it was, he was able to make that type of guaranteed play for JJ, either stating that, hey, this is a three-time defensive you know, player of the year. You know, this is a player that can come and change your defense for the good. You know, this is a role model in the locker room. You know, work that to this, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they threw out the red carpet for JJ when it comes to making sure that they put him on a grandstand, a pedestal to make sure that they, you know, covered him the right way. But a lot of people, of course, besides the money, I'm sorry, besides the destination, they feel like he is just going to Arizona for the money and not actually wanting to win a Super Bowl because that was one thing that he stated he wanted to do leaving the Houston, Texas is is to be able to be with a team that can contend for a Super Bowl. And I stated here on the sports plug, do not be surprised at all if he does not go to the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, the Kansas City Chiefs. Because it just seemed like it wasn't going to be a good fit. I definitely did not expect the Arizona Cardinals, but I did I did suspect a team in the division with the LA Rams. I wanted him to be next to Aaron Donald, but Chandler Jones, JJ White on that line, Hassan Reddick, the uh, linebacker. I mean, I mean, he was you got Buda Baker, you got Buda Baker in the back. back. You got you got Isaiah Simmons, and I uh, Patrick Peterson. So far, from what we hear, he looks. It seems like he might be leaving Arizona, but who knows? Maybe with JJ staying, it might make him want to stay as well. And if he does decide to stay, this Arizona Cardinal defense—if they are healthy—I'm telling you, ish. They're putting together something that's, special. That's what I'm saying. Hey. Like, I, I, I mean, you could be mad at people. Could be mad at JJ all they want to for the money and and, and the team. But when you look at the makeup of this defense. This, they really could contend for that division next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this move really opens that division wide open. When you think about that division and you think about the quarterbacks in that division, um, like I said already, being fourth in sacks in the league, and then you think about who they're going to be playing against twice, uh, twice in the year, uh, the only quarterback that really kind of – terrifies me as far as a mobile quarterback is able to get out of the pocket is Russell Wilson. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever you're going to have in San Francisco, I'm should, not should really be Jimmy, Jimmy, at, Jimmy should, should be, be Jimmy the guy too, when he, we when don't know that for starts. sure yet. Um, and then uh, Matt Stafford, I mean, Matt Stafford isn't, he doesn't make ways for his legs. So let's just say right out the bat that that's not looking too good. Um, over there, like I said, Russell Wilson's the only one that really you're like, okay, maybe he'll be able to um, get away from that pass rush. But 
this defense, like you said, they're putting together something very special. Um, this is going to be very interesting to watch. I do think that they could be a contender. Um, it just is going to be, are they going to get in their own way? Because I definitely felt like this year they got in their own way, and that's why they didn't make the playoffs. Um, but that could all change, um, especially with some of the news that I am hearing and rumors that are going around now since this move has taken place. Um it, things could change very quickly. I mean, welcome to the NFL. And that's one thing I try to talk. I try to tell people all the time in the NFL, nothing is guaranteed. You know, these, these contracts are not real contracts. And we're going to get into that with these other players that we're talking about with Kyle Rudolph and Kyle Van Noy. Just because you see certain players sign these contracts, that does not mean that they're going to be on that team for the next five, ten years, whatever it is. Do not be surprised Patrick Mahomes is not a chief in the next seven years. I'm just saying. I'm just, mm, I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm just saying we do not know what will happen over the course of four, I'm sorry, three to five to seven years. And with this situation, again, I just feel like we have Everybody has to realize that this is a new era of sports. Okay, this is this is not your grandpappy's sports where where players played on the same team for 10, 15 years. This is not your parents' sports anymore where they played on teams for ten to fifteen years. This is not even our sports anymore where players play for you know their same team for the for twenty years or whatever, depending on the, depending on the sport. This is a new era where these players have the mobility and the freedom to do what they want to do because they are they are trying to get this power back in their hands. And I have nothing but respect for the players to, for doing that because at the end of the day, the owners, these owners are not going to look out for them. They can say that they will and this down the third. OK, but you have to look out for yourself and shout out to J.J. Watt, shout out to Sean Watt, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins. For trying to get out of a situation here in Houston, Texas, where they see the the writing on the wall and they are trying to get up out of here. And for JJ to say, hey, I'd rather be in Arizona than in Houston, that's that's definitely saying something, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely saying something. I mean, there's something going on in the desert over there. Uh um, I'm I might want to go over there and check it out and see what's going on. I'm going I gotta go check out a game in Arizona. I haven't been one, but I definitely need to check out the toaster. I was check out with my boy Lee on Facebook. He says, with the amount of wide receivers in this free agency class, like you said, with a healthy defense, if they can snag one big playmaker alongside D Hop, Christian Kirk in the slot, I feel like they are a contender. Imagine Juju Gall uh, Galladay, Allen Robertson on that in that offense. Sheesh. I I, I definitely agree. Something now special. now I'm happy that Lee, I appreciate you for bringing that up, and we will talk about that very shortly with our next topic because this person that we talk about is actually linked to the Arizona Cardinals when it comes to a free agent des destination for this player. So just stay tuned, and we'll talk about him in a second. We'll wrap. Let's wrap up this topic with J.J. Watt with this. Now, again, we could talk about how great J.J. is, but let's also remember he has not played 16 games. I'm sorry, he's only played 16 games in the season twice since 2015. There is, there is durability issues with J.J. They have to figure out, is he going to even be healthy enough through this season to make it? I'll say this. I feel like 
you know, we we can we're gonna have to wait and see. With him not being the guy like he always is in Houston, not having to get double teamed, triple teamed. If he's able to be one on one matchups, uh, have one sorry have one on one matchups and not have to get killed every game. Who knows? He might be able to make this 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 season and be a be a serious um, piece in the playoffs. When they get to again, if they get to the playoffs, when they get to the playoffs, who knows? Maybe JJ, this might be the time where he actually sh- show up and not have to worry about getting hit twenty four seven because he's the only guy. What do you think I about mean, that? Um, I was just about to say uh, this could be a career career year for JJ Watt if you really sit here and think about it. I mean, when you think about this Houston defense that he's leaving, he was always the main threat. I mean, even when Jadevian Clowney was here, which is a couple years ago, um, Jadevian Clowney wasn't always healthy. Uh, JJ Watt was in a lot of the times, and outside of those two guys, who else were you uh, was rushing the passer? I mean, you had some linebackers that were doing things here and there, but um, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it was JJ Watt and then it was everybody else. So going somewhere where you're going to have Chandler Jones, you're going to have somebody like Hassan Reddick um, there that's going to be able to blitz as well. You are going to be able to get some one-on-one matchups, believe that he will have his opportunity and um, he could definitely benefit from it. It could be a big year for him and it could be a big year for the Arizona Cardinals. Like we have been saying, I mean, they are making some good moves. There's still a lot of free agency left. There's the draft left to go. Yeah, um, with the right, they got a lot of football left, man. Hey, they yeah. can put themselves in the right spot. Now, I want to read this comment from Christine because I think this is a very interesting comment, and I definitely want to chime in on this because what Christine is saying and what she said is, "Do you think the competitive balance in sports, and I'm sorry, in pro leagues, will change if players get the power that they are pushing for like this? Like, I'm all for the players going after what they want and having a say, but I'm curious if it'll affect how balanced the leagues are." Now, I don't know if she's speaking on football, basketball, and baseball, or if you're just speaking on just football right now, but I'll say this, and just just my opinion, it's not going to hurt anything. Because what I mean by that is, at the end of the day, it's on the owners to per, to put out a great product on the field for your organization to win. Mm, I kind of disagree with I that. I understand that, but at the end of the day, if you are an owner... And you want to do things your way, the, the either the old school way, the Patriot way, the 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 let's get the the cheapest guys in here for the biggest bang of the buck, or let's get some you know big name guys or whatever it is you're trying to do. You as an organization, the owner, the GM, y'all have to figure out a game plan on how you're trying to build this team from football, basketball, or baseball. And with football, with the football aspect of things, look, you can make the face all you want to. You, with the football aspect of things, just because you have all of the talent doesn't mean you're always going to win. Right? We've seen, pl- we've seen plenty of teams throughout all every year have a lot of talent and don't, and don't. We just saw with the Steelers go undefeated throughout most of the season, lose their first playoff game. What I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is that just because certain players feel like, or just because everybody went to Tampa Bay, that didn't mean necessarily that, that Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl. A lot of people didn't even think that they were even going to win the division because they, they thought the Saints would win the division. And they did. Who? The Saints. I understand that. But what I'm what I'm getting at is nobody expected them to even be in the Super Bowl. Usually if you win the division, you have a better opportunity to, to advance in the playoffs than if somebody coming out wild card. So, my point. 
So what what I'm thinking, what I'm going to say to this is, first and foremost, I'm going to address it at the sport level, right? I'm going to say football is not going to be like basketball. Like in the NBA, I it's think not. the power yes. that the players have in the NBA has kind of hurt the competitive balance because you've seen things like um, the big three in uh, Miami. Then you got uh, what's going on with L.A. What's Can going I say on something on that? My bad to cut you off. Can I cut you off? Sorry, mm-hmm. seriously, seriously, though. How has it hurt the NBA when I'm not before, necessarily saying it hurt the NBA? Okay, the competitive, like the competitive balance. Can yeah. I can I say before this happened? And I'm not even LeBron. I'm a Kobe guy. Before this even happened, the big three, the 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 Celtics big three, the Celtics and Lakers have 15 championships minimum on each side. So what do we get? We we know we knew that at the end of the day, when the NBA is mainly being Lakers Celtics. And then you have a trickle of the Bulls here, the Knicks here, the the the, uh, the Warriors the Spurs like that, the, the the Spurs here. I'm sorry, the 2000s. There you go. Shout out to the Spurs. But for the most part, the basketball scene has been the same. Mm, I mean, it's, I, it's gotten. I feel like it's gotten a lot more competitive now because of the player free agency being able to go wherever you want to. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That. But anyway, I'm when the last say, time? When the last time the Cleveland the Cleveland Cavaliers won a, won a championship? Okay. Yeah. When they won in 16, when was the last time before that? Yeah, because oh, oh. because LeBron because who? Okay then. All right. LeBron took all his people with him. Again, the he didn't that's take exactly all people, what we, that's exactly what we're talking about. The power has shifted and which then changes the organizations. Like I'm going to say now, uh I don't agree that it will be like the NBA. I think that it will be different because football is a different um it's a different sport, it's a different dynamic with the teams. Um but what I will say is it will change some of the aspects as far as these smaller teams or some of these not um as established organizations the smaller market the smaller market smaller teams. markets yeah smaller yeah. market teams i mean that it could really hurt smaller market teams um if some players you know decide i i don't want to be in this small market i want to be in a larger market i'm going to push for this move to a larger market and they go to a large market i mean you could see a resurgence of teams like the giants like the jets um some of that stuff but really uh, i think football is different in its dynamic i think that football players should be allowed to make more of these moves because um, it is going to change some of this dynamic that the owners have in this league where they just treat players any kind of way and get away with it and not really have to answer for it. Um, I think that this um, Deshaun Watson situation could change the landscape of the NFL and how deals are made and teams treat players. Yes. And just to, uh, piggyback off what you're saying with the owners christine says it could it could force the owners to start treating players the right way but it might take time and a lot of players pushing for power until it has an effect well let's just say this christine owners should have been treating players right in the first place but hey that's another story for another day so i don't think it'll take time i think this i don't think it will either I think this is the Sean Watson situation is like the situation for it, right? Right here and now. Um, if he's able to force his way out of Houston, get ready for a lot of players to start, um, you know, letting people know, hey, I'm willing to sit out a, a whole year if I need to. Um, so this situation is really important. I think that behind the scenes, there's some other owners that are reaching out to Cal McNair and telling him like, hey, you got to stand your ground because uh, if you trade that man, then you're going to you know, put the rest of us in a bad situation. I, agree I definitely that feel like I that's agree going on, that. on right now. We got a lot of colluding going on. Mm-hmm. Got some colluding going on. Oh, they did it before. Just, Come on. Hey, I'm just saying that's another topic for another day. We know what we're talking about. That's another story for another day. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic at hand.
And this was another eye-opening type of move for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, not really surprising just due to his age and who, you know, he's he's getting older. But Kyle Rudolph has been the Minnesota's uh, Minnesota Vikings blanket for ten seasons now, and and you would think that he would be there to help Kirk Cousins uh, earn his (laughs) earn the rest of his contract, but. It seems like they are going to go a different way on offense and it's going to be – I think the main thing with this ish is this push pressure on Captain Kurt for this season when it comes to getting this done because I'll be honest with you, I think this could be uh, Captain Kurt's last season in Minnesota. If he does not play well, I think they cut him and Minnesota starting all over again. I agree that it could be his last season. I don't think that this move really did anything to hurt him. Kyle Rudolph, uh, this is unfortunately one of those business moves where it's his business. I mean, yeah, you've been there 10 years. Yeah, you've been the safety blanket there for a really long time. Um, You're just the old man in the locker room uh, for Minnesota, old steady. Uh, But let's just be honest. Last year, he only had 28 receptions for 334 yards, one touchdown. He only played in 12 games. I'm sorry when you're that old and your production is that poor um you're gonna be up on the chopping block so this is a business move um not to say that he didn't give minnesota a lot um and you know he didn't really put it in for the organization because he did and he definitely deserves um to be honored by that organization later on down the line but at the end of the day it's a business move he's old he's not producing they gotta get rid of him kirk cousins ain't up it's not gonna be hurt by this and if they need to they go in the draft or free agency get another tight end uh, i mean it's to fine. be to be completely honest though ish i think this was a move that works for both sides. Like you said, for the Minnesota, when it comes to cap situation and and trying to get younger at that position. And then also for Kyle Rudolph. Yep. Because he the, gets to go to a contender. He can exactly go somewhere else. What I'm, exactly where, where I'm about go. to get at. Kyle Rudolph had, has the opportunity to go somewhere that can help win a Super Bowl. And the four teams at the moment, it might not be this first team, but the other three teams definitely have an opportunity to maybe win a Super Bowl. But the four teams at the moment that are interested in Kyle Rudolph, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals, who we just talked about before when it comes to excuse me, building this new team. If Kyle Rudolph goes to the Arizona Cardinals, I mean I don't like that. I, I don't I don't either, but I'm just saying that as another weapon. To Kyle, I mean, to Kyle Murray's root. Uh, sorry, uh, Kyle Murray's arsenal. To where you can't double Hopkins, you can't double Fitz. I disagree. I'm, I don't think Kyle Rudolph. Like I said, twenty-eight receptions, three hundred thirty-four yards, one touchdown, uh, twelve games played. I'm sorry, but that's not somebody that I'm worried about. I'm not terrified of. That's no Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski to me. Uh, that's not even a Jason Witten at this point. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Jason Witten ain't do nothing this year, so we're not even gonna bring on Jason Witten like he did something. This that's year. not even a Jason Relax. Witten at this point. Relax. So, um, I mean, for me, even if he goes to Arizona, well, it's not that big a deal for me. I think it. it more so in like a Buffalo situation. I kind of like him in Buffalo. I think that that's a good fit in Buffalo only because of the way that they run that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
New England, if it were a couple years ago, New England yeah. with Tom Brady there, I would say, yeah, but now this current New England situation. Mm. Now I'll say this. I think we have to wait and see the, 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 the uh, the direction the New England Patriots go with quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And depending and I mean, on that's what I'm oh. saying. Depending on where they go with quarterback, either in uh, you know, veteran quarterback or either in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they do bring in Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I mean so, he's a good little safety. He could be a safety blanket in a New England for a young guy or even a veteran that just needs, you know, good old steady hands, right? Um, he could be that safety blanket. I don't think he's going to give you big time uh, production, but I do think that he's reliable enough that you can say, hey, Kyle, come in and be this guy that's going to help us get a couple receptions here and there for this quarterback and, you know, be the guy that he can look at to when he's in trouble. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could see him in New England. I could see him in Buffalo. I don't know about Arizona. I don't like him. I would prefer they get a more athletic um tight end in Arizona only because that offense I think you benefit from an athletic uh tight end and I don't think Kyle Rudolph is that guy anymore come on Kyle you're not that guy anymore Kyle <laughs> Kyle all right from Speak- one Kyle to another you ain't lying right from one Kyle to another uh, it, it seems like at least this Kyle had a good season Kyle Van Noy Gets cut by the Miami Dolphins after one season, after signing a four-year deal for up to $51 million. Um, I think this one was a bigger shock. And I know people probably wasn't paying attention today, but when I got the news, I was shaking my head because I was just confused on this one. Now, this is the Miami Dolphins captain of the defense that got brought in from New England because of the relationship he has with Brian Flores and you was I mean I, I don't know about you but I know I was expecting for him to be the guy moving forward to help this defense get rebuilded I mean re, re, rebuild this defense and help mold this defense into a championship like defense moving forward and for the Miami Dolphins to cut Calvin Noy was just very surprising and i just want to read this quote from kyle van noy he talked to nfl network's mike uh galafaro he says quote i am surprised and disappointed in their decision as a captain i gave my all to the team i fought through a painful hip injury during the season including spending a night in the hospital after a game i was brought there to be a leader and i know my teammates looked up and respected me I am looking forward to making an impact on my next team on and off the field, unquote. Now, the reason why I also bring up this situation is because this is just another great example of why people out here that get mad and and crying about what Deshaun Watson is doing. Listen to me, please. Everybody listen. Y'all need to shut the hell up. The reason why I say that. Is because, as we, as we see right here, at any point in time, an NFL team can cut your ass for whatever reason, right? Right? Am I wrong? You not, can sign. You can sign. All. Hey, you can sign a contract for fifteen years. But if they feel like they can cut you, bye. Get out of there. Now, here's the thing: we don't know. We don't know what if Kyle Van Noy did something. Did he void the contract? We don't know yet because at the moment. It says the Dolphins have not yet publicly addressed their decision, 
which Van Noy confirmed after multiple reports. We don't know what happened or, or is going on in the Miami Dolphins locker room or the organization on why he got cut. Hopefully we'll get some more reports later and we'll figure it out. But for him to have a season where, again, where he battled hip injury, he had 69 tackles, a career high of 10 tackles for loss, six sacks, 10 quarterback hits. He also forced two fumbles, recovered two fumbles, defended six passes. This is also, this also, my apologies, this also could be a move like we talked about earlier with Kyle Rudolph, where this could be a cap situation because the Dolphins do save $9.7 million in salary cap space for next season. But again, with the contract that he signed, and like we talked about with J.J. Watt's contract, the two-year deal that he signed, $23 million of it was guaranteed. Kyle Van Noy's contract, he signed $51 million contract, but from what I'm reading, it wasn't guaranteed. I think 30 was guaranteed. Was 30? Okay, my part. Thank you. Thank you for, for reiterating that issue. Yeah, oh, even Christine said, yeah, Christine even oh, commented and my said bad. 30, I, 30 I didn't even see that. Okay. Too. Yeah, so, right, I'm, so I 30 believe 30 guaranteed. was guaranteed. So with that being said, hopefully he gets his money. I I, I hope he gets his money unless, again, they'll, they'll, there's something in the contract maybe that will avoid it to where if you didn't play so many snaps, you didn't play so many years, you might not get that $30 million, right? So, again, the point that I'm getting at is – the NFL is not like other leagues, NBA or even MLB, where these contracts are guaranteed. Look at the Mets with Bobby, um, I can't remember his name, Bobby ben, uh, ben, Belia, I can't remember his last name, but where he gets a million dollars every June 26th or whatnot because he has contracts, um, incentives to where he gets a million dollars every year for the next 20 years. Uh -huh. NFL doesn't have that. That's why when you get your money, Deshaun, uh, Kyle Venno, whoever it is, you get your money. Don't worry about these outside naysayers because these fools don't know what they're talking about. Get your money and don't worry about what everybody else talking about on the outside looking. Let's get to the comments right quick. Lee says there wasn't one team in the league to trade for this man. Good grief. Uh, the uh, Christine also says, but players should suck it up and honor their contracts. Okay. LOL. Uh, no loyalty from teams Lee. and owners in the NFL. One more time. I want to address Lee real quick. Uh, yes. because, um, First of all, let me just say that um, addressing Christine's comment, uh, that last comment that she put up. And I, what I, think you, that was, I think that was sarcasm. And what you said. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. And that's what I was saying. Um, just to say, uh, to piggyback off of what you said and what she said. Um, yeah. All the people out there that are like, oh, you should honor your contract. This, that, and the third. I mean, this is a perfect example of there is no loyalty when it comes to business. There is no loyalty it's a in business, this game. baby. Like there this, is this, no hey, this is not little league football anymore. You, you, like this ain't middle school football. Y'all are mad at players when they are upset that an organization is wasting the limited time that they have in this game because every player has a limited time in this game. So when they want to capitalize or maximize that time, you get mad because you're like, oh, well, you signed a contract. When at the drop of a dime, any of these owners will cut you without a second thought they do not care if you're gonna get picked up by somebody else they don't care if you got stuff set up for your kids your wife if you got a place to go how you gonna pay your bills they don't care it is a business and they will cut you just like that so 
for all y'all out there that are crying and complaining about what Deshaun Watson is doing, I do not fault him one bit. It is a business. He is making the best business decision for himself and his family, and I applaud that 100%. Now, to address Lee's comment where he is asking, um, there wasn't one team that would trade for him. Based on the contract that he signed, I don't think that they could find a trade partner. Um, I just don't know if a team was willing to take on that contract. Yes. Um, I think that that's, that was the main problem as why he got released and not traded. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to I like that you read the stats, X, because I at first was scratching my head as well. I was like, this is very odd for them to let go um, their third leading tackler in, on the team but then as I kind of looked at it a little bit more and started doing my investigation, um, it, may be, it, it may be a situation of getting younger and you him just not producing or bringing to the table what they thought he was going to bring. Now how much younger? Because Kyle Van Noy is only 29 years old. I mean, he's younger than I us. Mean, hey, I'm not saying that he's old. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is based on his production – combined with maybe they thought they were bringing in, you know, he was going to bring something different in the locker room. We haven't got all the details yet, Um, but he's 29 years old. He has 69 tackles Um, at the linebacker position. They had another linebacker who had more tackles than him. Jerome Baker. He's 24 years old, had 112 tackles, led the dolphins in tackles. And then just right behind Kyle Van Noy at 61 tackles is none other than your cousin, sir, Elandon Roberts, who had 61 tackles. So, I mean, when I'm looking at the linebacker position and I'm seeing the number of tackles, you got Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Van Noy, who's 29 years old at 69, and you got Elandon Roberts, who's at 61 tackles. Maybe I'm thinking if I'm a GM, I can save that nine million, put it somewhere else. Um you know, I feel confident in what we have at the linebacker position, what's coming up. Maybe I'm confident in what's coming out in the draft. And I feel like it's a deep draft for linebackers. Maybe I want to get a linebacker in a later round and he put him in with some of these younger guys. I mean, like you said, Kyle Van Noy is not old by any means. But when you look at the contract he signed, when you look at his production and you look at who uh, who else was in that linebacker room and what their production was, it could be a business decision where you say, maybe I go with a little bit younger guys. I even bring somebody in in the draft and I move forward like that. So um, I think Jerome Baker and um, Elandon Roberts might be the reason why he was released, because I think that they performed well this year. I think that they um, performed well enough that maybe the Dolphins feel comfortable moving forward with the two of them and somebody else in the room and let him go. You save some cap space, you put that somewhere else. Um, they got some things they need to do on the offensive side of the ball. I think they played really well defensively. I think that they're looking at how can we compete with Buffalo, Buffalo in the Bills. Mm-hmm. So um, by taking that money and maybe reinvesting it somewhere on the offensive side to help out Tua, um, and maybe you make that jump next year and you're able to compete a little bit more. Now, everything you just said, besides the name dropping, uh, I 100% agree with because, I mean, everything that you you seriously, no, seriously, everything you just said makes a lot of sense when it comes to logically thinking about what you just stated. Now, with Kyle Van Noy being cut from the Dolphins, now where does he go? Does he make a return back to New England? 
because of course you just left there do you go and find a contending team do you maybe might make a return with uh, you know, a pat- another Patriot guy with Mike Vrabel with the Titans. You know, the Titans need linebackers or whatnot. Maybe he might go and money grab somewhere else and go, you know, just get the most money he possibly can somewhere else. But I will say this. we I think this is – I think Kyle Van Noy, depending on where he goes to, can definitely make an impact from day one on a contending team if he goes to the right team. So let's just say, like – Seattle, you know, let's just say he goes to Seattle or something like that, right? Or uh, um, Kansas City, you know, I don't think I don't think Kansas City can I don't think Kansas City can get him money wise. Um, or uh, I want to say New Orleans, New Orleans got theirs. I mean, again, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out top of my head, you know, maybe somewhere again he can go. You think of contenders contending as well? I mean, it seems like a lot of some of these teams that are. Contender wise, it kind of locked up. Pretty set in linebacker, and that's the thing. So I think I think it comes down to what what is the market he's looking for because he did just sign that fifty one million dollar contract, and then now a year after that, he's again a free agent. Um, So what is he going to be in? What is his what does his market look like? Right, because like we read the production off, that production doesn't scream to me a fifty one million dollar guy. So I'm thinking, are you going to take a prove it deal like you're going to take a one, two year prove it deal and then you're going to hope to, you know, get your money after that? Or are you still in the market for somewhere in that range of what you signed with the Dolphins about? So that's where I'm kind of trying to figure out. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, because like you said, a lot of these contenders, uh, they seem pretty okay at the linebacker position. Mm -hmm. So, um, does he take money from, you know, there are a lot of, um, other teams, uh, we can look at like the Panthers. There are some other teams that they need a little bit of that linebacker, um, depth and they need that experience that Kyle Van Noy offers. Um, does he go to one of those teams and get some money or does he take a pay cut, go with a better defense and then, you know, prove it there. I don't know. No, we'll have to I, I agree, man. It's going to be very interesting to see. And again, not just Calvin. No, I mean, it's, we, we still got a lot more. this off season to play out and every, every week, every day is something that's going to drop. And I mean, just the news on Monday, I, I just, I was getting done with my workout, came home. I really thought it was a typo when I saw JJ Watt sign with the Cardinals. I was just like, Oh, look, that's cute. They think JJ is going to sign with the Cardinals and it, and it, and I was like, no, he did sign. Whoa, what the hell? He signed with the Cardinals. So yeah, that's crazy. how I found out about JJ. And I think that's what's going to happen moving forward. I mean, some of these, some of these bad teams, people think that are bad teams are not continue teams. I think they're going to get better. Um, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see teams that are good are going to let certain players go due to cap situations and whatnot. So get ready, uh, boys and girls, buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride moving forward in this off season and just to give y'all a heads up as well too stay tuned because ish and i have some very very important and exciting news coming up very very soon so just stay tuned and um we appreciate it as well always you guys for tuning in to this episode of the sports plug and of course before we get up out of here just want to let you guys know one more time go ahead and make sure you get you a free chicken tender basket Courtesy of the Sports Plug, March 1st through 7th at any one of your local Houston area locations. 
And let me go ahead and put that up for you one more time before we get up out of here. Uh, we have a 19, uh, 1960 Galleria Gulf Freeway, I-45 Wayside, Umbul in, in, in 59, Katy, Mo City, uh, North Freeway, I-45, Pearland, South Houston, which would be off Fuqua and I-45. So with that being said, make sure you tag 7 Spice and also the Sports Plug on Facebook and Instagram. All right, with that being said, we appreciate you guys for tuning in again uh, for, to the sports plug for our seems like it's going to be our weekly recap ish for the offseason because it doesn't <laughs> seem like transaction recap. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like this is going to stop anytime soon. And uh, we will be here anytime something big drops. We will be here to cover it. And we appreciate again you guys for tuning in for the sports plug. We will see y'all next time. Later. Thank you.